0: Going beyond the headlines, getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR.
1: I I think whenever we hear of successful people, a, a common theme is their success is really the result of learning from failure. And I, I always try to put that in the back of my mind when I had young kids growing up. And I think as a parent, you don't want them to fail at anything. You want to protect them. But you think, wait, I think in my life I've had some big failures. What have I learned from those failures? More importantly, how have I dealt with those failures Text me, 403-974-8255, sometime this half hour. I want to hear, well, if you're willing to. I mean, some people don't want to talk about a failure because to them it's a weakness. Oh, my God, I failed at something but i think it's only through those failures that we become the people we are i mean i'll throw it out right there i uh, there's one failure that always looms over me and that was my first marriage failed and that's that's hard and i often rack i'm racked with guilt sometimes but then i say what have i learned from that failure and how have I become a better person because of that? So I'm just throwing it out there. 403-974-8255. Something people don't like to talk about. Unless you are an associate professor of marketing at the Ohio State University. Sellen Melcoach joins us today. Hello, Sellen. Hi. And only because most people, they don't really like to talk about their failures. Do they, Sellen?
0: I, I don't think so. I personally don't enjoy it myself. But when you fail, just as you mentioned,
1: Ooh, are we but losing? Are we, our life. Salon, hold on here. It just sounded like the phone was breaking up there. Let's try it again. So,
0: yeah, you, a lot of people don't
1: like to talk about their failures.
0: Yes, and we want to put it behind us and get over it very soon.
1: And I also talked about with you know, as a parent, you, you want to protect your child. You don't want to see them have to deal with failure. And maybe um, it was poor parenting, but sometimes you just sort of say, okay, well, get over it, move on. You don't really focus on what the failure was. Tell me a little bit about your research and what you were looking at when it comes to understanding how we deal with failure.
0: So I think we were... Just you know, uh, thinking about all the advice that you're talking about, like how we tell our children, even tell ourselves, not to dwell on something, not to focus on our negative emotions, and just move forward. And it occurred to us that we say this sometimes because a) we think negative emotions, and b) we also think that thinking in and of itself is enough, and it will give us some self-improving talks if we just didn't feel the bad emotions and just focused on. What our thoughts were about this, we would say like, oh, I should be doing A, B, C, D to avoid this in the future. Uh, we found is that assumption is actually that when you just people tell people not to focus on their emotions or not tell anything at all, they actually don't come up with self-improving thoughts. In addition, instead, what they do is they come up with self-protective thoughts. They find this all importance gee
1: selen that, i I, selen, I don't know I'm, I'm nervous about this phone line and i'm missing some key points here i'm selen i'm going to hang up and see if patrick can reestablish. just we'll cross our fingers because when we miss every eighth word i always think oh what did she just say here all right selen let's let's i'm going to hang up and uh, patrick my operator will try to reestablish a better line all right sounds good okay hopefully she even heard me say that so i'm going to hang up and, and as she was saying, that whole idea of failures, and, and I think failure is such a broad term. I, I mean, I talk about a divorce. There's there's big failures, there's small failures. And I think even if you're saying, don't let it get to you, think about how things have, could have been worse, I, I think that is sugarcoating it. And I think hopefully when we reestablish with Sal and she wants us to understand that maybe we have to look at how that uh, that failure affected us emotionally and what we can learn by it. Let's just cross my fingers here. Selen, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Okay, well, let's give it a shot here. So t- tell me, though, how you go about researching people's failures and how they react to failures.
0: Well, uh, it is all a little tricky because, you know, we cannot really manipulate people's experiences in life so we take this to the lab and try to induce a failure and then see how people change their behavior uh, in the future so for instance in our studies we bring participants in we tell them their task is to find the cheapest priced blender with certain qualities Mm -hmm. people search as long as they want and then they enter the lowest price they find now, regardless of what they find, we tell them that the lowest price was about $3.20 less than what they have found.
1: So, they so failed. we are telling they everyone okay. that yeah. they
0: failed. Mm-hmm. So, we are, be- we are kind of being dishonest because <laughs> some of them might have indeed found the lowest price, but we tell them that they failed. Yeah. And at that point, we separate people into two groups. One group, we tell them, you know what, just focus on your emotions and think about, you know, write, reflect on what happens with your emotions in mind. Mm-hmm. The other group, we say, just just reflect on it. Think about what happened and how things went and just reflect about it without any prompt about emotion. What we find is when we give them a chance to redeem themselves, for instance, searching for something again later in the day, those who focus on their emotions search about 25% more than those who focus on their Uh, thoughts alone without any emotional focus Mm -hmm. so from this we infer that those who are focusing on their emotions actually do something differently and they end up learning quote-unquote their lesson because the only thing technically they could have done in finding a lower price it would have been a search longer
1: All right, so I want to get the the emotion, the difference between we're focusing on our emotions. So I'll I'll throw out my failure of my divorce. Uh, How do you you compare that? How would I have looked at that failure to learn from it? I would focus on the emotion of the failure?
0: Uh, Yeah, so to a large extent. So to give an example uh, from our studies, and I think that would apply to probably a marriage, though. Mm -hmm. Clearly much more complicated situation. exactly exactly yeah yeah uh, when we ask uh, our participants to focus on their thoughts and ignore their emotions they say stuff like well this wasn't important anyway it wasn't my fault it was an impossible task they attribute the mistake or failure to things that are other than themselves hmm. to protect themselves from emotional you know hurt right those who actually focus on their emotions they seem to realize that this hurts And they seem to get a motivation to not want to feel that again. And as an outcome, they come up with thoughts that actually self-improve in the future. They say stuff like, only if I search longer. Mm. You know, next time I should be actually spending more time doing this particular task because it was about search time in this case. So So the the difference
1: you're saying, Mm -hmm. Helen, then, is looking at our emotions versus just the thoughts of that failure. Is that right? Did I hear thoughts and emotions are the two things?
0: Yeah, I think we, we cannot avoid thoughts and our emotions are, and cognitions are intertwined.
1: Yeah,
0: What we have tried to do is to separate out just thinking and thinking with a focus on your emotions. Hmm. <laughs> and we find that if people left to their own means, they just want to protect their ego. They want to feel better. They don't want to feel hurt. So they attribute their mistakes to outside factors. And once they actually think about the pain, they get motivated to not experience hmm. this again. So they try to come up with solutions.
1: And as you said, in the case where they were looking at their emotions and how they felt when they failed to find the cheapest blender, I know this sounds funny, but you have to have some kind of an experiment going on here. So when they focused on their emotions, the next time they were given that task, they took 25% more time. So they actually were harder workers trying to be successful in turning around that failure. Am Am I following you?
0: Yes, perfectly.
1: Well, then that's a good thing as well when people just talk about their thoughts. If you're saying we're good at just protecting our ego, I think it's better than for us either to learn from ourselves or to pass on to our children that they should look at how they're feeling, the emotions around that failure, as opposed to protecting themselves from, oh, don't worry, just move on. It's not a big deal.
0: I think that would be the advice. And if you actually think about it from like, you know, some things that we do with children, it actually follows what we find. We say that, you know, if a kid actually really gets hurt, you know, by the outlets or by the fire, they will never do that again. Mm -hmm. That lies under the fact that if it really hurts, there's just like a different learning that takes place, which is really different than, you know, the smaller mistakes or the things that didn't hurt or we didn't focus on the hurt.
1: Salen, very interesting uh wrapping my head around it but uh thank you so much for your time today oh, thank you so much for having me selen Melcoach, she is an associate professor of marketing at the ohio state university but talking about failure and i want to hear from you i've got about 10 minutes here before i take a break at 330 403 974 if you can share how you have dealt with failure in your life And I I think there is something, someone says, what are we talking about here, emotions, failures? Please stop. No, I mean, and I think that's the problem. Sometimes when we just try to understand a failure, we are quick to pass it off. And as Salon said, when you actually think about, use it as thoughts, you're just saying, oh yeah, I screwed up, whatever, move on. But if you talk more about how you felt Look at your emotions and how you can improve so that you don't fail the next time. You're putting more emphasis on that. So four zero three-nine seven four eight two five five. If you can share some failures with me and what you learn from your failures, because a lot of people through several failures eventually do find success. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. I'm Angela Cocot. Back after this.